This is the Saddled Stallion Podcast, where men are equipped and encouraged to understand their wiring, clarify their mission, and find purpose along the path to its fulfillment. I'm your host, Chad Kanyer, and I'm stoked to have you here. Let's roll. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode six of this author interview mini series where I'm interviewing writer, podcaster, husband and father and corporate juggernaut Chad Kanyer about his new book, Dying in the Wilderness, Finding Purpose Through Failure. Chad, thanks for coming back on. For newcomers, I'm not a juggernaut, but we're just going to move on. You're welcome for coming on. You were working with Microsoft like right out of college. You fast tracked it. That's actually not true, man. I started at Freddie Mac back in the day, man. Freddie Mac was my first job. Like, okay, Freddie Mac. I don't even know what Freddie Mac is. So if you said you're definitely a corporate juggernaut, if you started at Freddie Mac. All right, fine. I'm just going to roll because we only got so much time. And Hey, that's true. That's true. All right. So I'm going to bounce this into this chapter. So this is the first question I have here. It's a similar question I ask about every chapter because I love getting this information out of you. So why did you title this chapter Nature's Mirror? I believe that, well, the entrepreneurship taught me that for us to truly see ourselves with clarity, we need to be around mm-hmm. other people. And so that's good. That is nature's mirror. It is a dynamic, always authentic mirror that it's not something we can buy at the store and put on our wall and we can control what we show it. It is dynamic. It is real. It is the opinions of others. It's experiences with others. It's hearing people share their stories and experiences and seeing the connections with your own story and your own experience. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's something, there's something special that happens when we're all together. Um, Hmm. It doesn't matter what you believe in, but everyone agrees that community is absolutely essential for health, for growth, for clarity, for purpose, for everything. And so it would just be weird if I wrote a book about everything I learned in entrepreneurship and I didn't have a chapter that uh, specifically calls out just the uniqueness of the relationships that I created along the way and like where, how I grew as a person along the journey, not even related to work. Um, Like I'm not talking about skill set here. I'm talking about soul stuff. Like why does this matter to me kind of stuff? The idols in my heart, you know, it's just important. No, for sure. And just so people know, like you are a master of building relationships. Like when you were in that time, the entrepreneurial time of your life, like, dude, you built so many good relationships that it like blew me away. I was like, this guy has like 20 to 30, like legitimate business or like mentor protege style or just like relationships that were healthy and good and like moving you towards your goal which was like amazing yeah i i think i do a good job just naturally and i think it's because of the way i was raised is i'm just very Mm. it's it's really hard for me to be uncomfortable with someone else I don't know. I just, I, I, I enjoy people. I think it's kind of an adventure, like getting to know someone like I, it's really easy for us to, to take a look at the picture and to make about 15 assumptions based on our experience. We actually just went through this exercise at work and we, we were taught that within the first 10 seconds of meeting someone, we've made over 300 assumptions about their life and their story. Wow. Isn't that ridiculous? That's amazing. And like, they've proven that they've proven that. And so, and those things are, dude, I, mean, I believe it. Assumptions are very, very dangerous. 
um, stereotypes are very, very dangerous. They might prove true half the time, but they're still very dangerous because what if they're not true? You know, so right. anyway, I really love being around people. And, and um, I've learned that, you know, my most fruitful things that came out of entrepreneurship really have been the relationships. I mean, me and you wouldn't have gotten nearly as close if we were, weren't both pursuing entrepreneurship and sharing so the true. journey and like encouraging each other along the way. And, you know, especially yeah. as an entrepreneur, it's it's really hard, man. Like, so when you're around other entrepreneurs that are also like, God, this sucks. Um, <laughs> it is so, I mean, it, it's so important to have those like vent sessions and stuff while you're going through the hardest part of your life. Absolutely. Dude, that's, that's so good, man. That takes us right into number two, which I think will, I think will be a good, good question to draw some stuff out of you. So you talk about entrepreneurship giving you, and you said, quote, a newfound deep thirst for wisdom encouragement and perspective to survive and succeed. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. I think that when you, one of the benefits of getting, getting free from the corporate grind and having your calendar kind of populated for you and stuff like that is you get put into a more of a free flowing ecosystem where it doesn't matter mm. my age or where I'm from. Like I can provide a lot of value. I could provide a lot of connections. Wow. I could provide a lot of insight, you know, That's and so I have good. like, I have the flexibility to offer those things to another entrepreneur or even like a business leader yeah. who does business development and you might be meeting him or her at like a networking event or something like that. Um, and so there's this amazing sharing of ideas and perspectives that like, because you're both coming at it with a clean slate and from like kind of a, um, you're, you're both very open-minded because you have to be yep. to survive and to maybe like, you, maybe you're looking for your next opportunity or whatever. Right. You're just going to share more. You're going to, you're going to look for commonalities more than you would if you both work at the same company and it's kind of like, we're both kind of doing the same thing. And like, mm. let's just talk about something going on outside work. Maybe we both like golf or maybe we both right. like fantasy football. We kind of connect on some shallow level. Yeah. Like you can just have way more real conversations when you're a free agent because you're talking to other free agents, you know, and everyone that's is so, dude, That's so good. You know? Yeah. When you just said that, it reminded so I had a few, I went to this high school, right? That was like really well known for football. It's called Evangel Christian Academy out of Shreveport. And we put like a lot of guys in the NFL. Wow. Well, some of them were in my grade. And when I met back up with them, they were talking about when you first get drafted, but you're like on the practice squad. And like every week, you don't know if you're going to get the call. Yeah. That's like, hey, like that's it. It's over. And you're just like on the streets and you literally have no income or nothing. It's just, that's it. Ugh. And so you were talking about that. I was like, man, you're so right. Like those people that are in that same place where their head's on the chopping block, like you connect on such a deeper level than, you know, the guy, because there's so much uncertainty in your life. There's so much instability. There's so many things that are, you're, that are like troubling you and troubling that person that literally just like the slightest hint and y'all can connect on like a super deep level. I've, I know, cause I've been yeah. there and we, that's one way we always really connected was just like, man you know, this happened. It's like, Oh dude. And then here we go on a three hour, you know, combo getting two yeah. cortados each sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. It's, I, I, as you were talking, I thought about the civil war mm. cause that was super closely connected. <laughs> um, but no, but the civil war, I thought about the North 
you know, fighting to abolish slavery and essentially, and like joining arms with African-American guys and gals. I don't think gals were in the military at that time, but, but African-Americans and fighting alongside them. And they, there's like a lot of stories about how that really, that really was what ended slavery in the United States is is the unification through pressure, through war, going to war with someone. I mean, if someone has my back and they have a gun to the side of me and if they don't shoot the bad guy, I'm dead and I don't get to see my kids anymore. I don't care if he's wow. white, black, green, yeah. blue, purple. And so you are crashing good, through through war. You're using something evil and negative, but you are crashing through these boundaries between souls based on skin color, based on the melanin in their skin, who gives a rip? Like at the end of the day, right, right. To really unlock so a lot of beauty in those relationships and crash Man. this systemic issue we had in our country for a long time that we look back now and we're like, I can't believe that was real. Like, like blacks That's over true. here and whites over here. Are you serious? But like, but, but until that war, until people like stood up and fought next to each other and had to like save each other's lives, that you can't have brotherhood without pressure. Man, it's crazy. And so you're not at war in entrepreneurship, but in many ways you are. You're under a lot of yeah. pressure. And right. you don't care where they're from, what their skin color is, what their age is. Hmm. If there's a value exchange there and there's some shared ground, boy, that is, it's just what you need. And it's, it's survival. You're so right. It's survival. So, That's so true. it's really beautiful. It taught me a lot about don't judge people by the, you know, their cover. And yeah. a lot of my stereotypes yeah. were crashed as well. Cause I just, I was mm. so uncomfortable in my life that I didn't have the luxury of judging others. It was just like, that's good. That stuff is just so shallow to you at that point. You know, man, that's good, dude. That's a, that's a really, really, really like great rundown of that, man. That kind of sends us into our next question, which is you quoted this in your book. You said, as we approach the waters of community, we see ourselves as we truly are. And you also said, quote, until we are truly seen by others, we do not fully see ourselves. And I just wanted you to kind of elaborate on that. Well, dude, I mean, I don't talk about this a lot in the book, primarily because I wanted people to go on the journey as an entrepreneur. Like I want entrepreneurs Mm. to read this, not necessarily people who are looking for a faith experience to read this. Yeah. But I want the entrepreneurs to see that faith ultimately got me through this and like gave me the perspective that I have now on it. That's good. But during this time throughout these, this entrepreneurial journey, you know, Danny and I got really plugged into church programs and there's a program called regeneration through watermark church, which is in North, North of Dallas, very popular church. People come from all over the country. Pastors go there to train, to get trained on this program because it's so successful. And you get put in groups of about 12 people. I was with a group of about 12 guys and there's daily assignments for an entire year. A lot of work. It's, a, it's an intensive. And you go through everything from identifying things that happened when you were a kid and like forgiving people for what they did as a kid to you. You, are, you start unpacking a lot of your addictions and like why you do those mm-hmm. things and your thought patterns. And like, you know, you go back to things like why that one time where I just, where I had uncontrollable rage. What triggered yeah. that? Like you're unpacking all these things and you're talking about it with all these people. So I was essentially in counseling for a year 
with 12 other people who are trying to seek clarity. And a lot of them aren't Christians. They're just like, hey, I heard this church has a cool program that can help me get free from my my addiction or mm. my, you know, whatever. It's kind of yep. like Alcoholics Anonymous on steroids, right? Yeah. Some people are addicted to coke. Some people are homosexuals and they don't want to be. I mean, like deep stuff. And we're talking about this stuff. I mean, you wonder why I'm so vulnerable. It's because I practiced for a year with all these guys. Like, Dude, I remember how much you grew. Like you and Danny, I remember y'all being in this. And I didn't get to talk to her, obviously, about it. But you, me, and you would meet and have coffee and talk. And I just remember how much growth you experienced. I remember you talking about this when you were in this program. That was like the how much best growth you thing I've ever done. It was the best thing I've yeah. ever done. It was ridiculous. They tell you how to forgive people. They teach you like what to do to like restore broken relationships. They teach you what healthy boundaries look like. I mean, and it's all Bible based. And so it's like, Jesus believes this stuff. Like you are, you're following God's model for a healthier life, like flat out. And you are getting free from all this stuff, dude. And so long story short, a lot of my themes that I was learning through this program about like, man, the power of vulnerability and like Again, when people are sharing their stories, I'm like, oh my gosh, you look different. You act different. You're from a different town. You have a completely different background, but I am so connecting with your story right now. Wow. I just, I started seeing myself and like knowing myself better just because I, I made myself, I opened myself up to that circle and like, we have to do this guys. Like this is the most, way Mm. more important than building a stupid business. Like it is, that's good, man. It is purpose. It is life. It is freedom. It is so much more important than anything else. And like, if I, I really believe that if I wasn't struggling as a new like entrepreneur, I wouldn't have been, my heart wouldn't have been as open. Like I wouldn't have been as humble as I was to start Mm. that program. That's good. You know? And so I'm so grateful. No, man, you're definitely an advocate of this because I was going to bring up just personally. I know you are, you've always called me out and been like, dude, you know, you and Hill. So my wife's name, Hill. And you're like, you and Hill just, y'all don't really get connected into communities. And I'm like, because I'm like a lone wolf and you like always call me out. You're like, man, you really need to get connected into some type of community. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm, I feel I'm like, like I call always you ducking out. it and dodging it. And you're like, Trying to be like, you know, subtle, but you're like, get connected, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, but you're good at being like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> no, dude, it's true. Cause I know I'm like, dude, that's so true because th- you're right. That true transformation and all that help really comes from sitting down with other brothers and sisters in the Lord and just talking through things and like getting real feedback and hearing other people's honest stories. And that's why I asked you this question. Cause you're so right, man. Like the waters of community, like it allows us to see ourselves as we truly are. And then, like you said, until we are truly seen by others, we don't see ourselves because other people can tell us things about who we are. And it like, we're like, oh yeah, I am like that. Like I am that person. It just clarifies like so much for you, you know? Yeah, dude. It's, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. Like how can I be getting free from something that this other person is sharing? It's super weird, mm. but there's something there. There's just something there. That's and it, good, it goes to scripture, right? God says, when two are gathered in my name, I am there with them. And so mm. if the Holy Spirit is in the conversation while that person is sharing and I'm there and we're, we're, we're there under the, under, we're all in the common understanding of like, Hey, God will be talked about today. <laughs> like he's invited yeah. yep. to the conversation. Then yeah. there could be some supernatural spiritual healing happening that we just don't understand. It's on a different plane. Wow. You know? 
That's good. And I felt the same thing as I worked with these different entrepreneurs and stuff. There's this level of intimacy when we're both going through the struggle together and we're, we're being real about the struggle. There's a brotherhood there that's just, you just don't have that if you're not both vulnerable. Yeah. That's good, man. That was like more than I even could have asked for on that answer. I'm going to pivot us into the final question. It's a little bit different direction, but I thought it would be a great way to finish off this video. So you said in this chapter, you said, quote, as you started helping more seasoned business people, you recognized a heavier craving for their affirmation than a passion for their causes. And I just wanted you to elaborate on that, man, because that was a real, I thought that was deep and like really solid. Yeah, that's actually good because you don't just get the good stuff from opening yourself up to helping people. Mm. There are, yep. there are, um, I started connecting with a lot of people and kind of getting my name out there, helping with certain events that were related to bringing entrepreneurs together. Cause I wanted entrepreneurs to all know about me. Um, cause that's, right. they, they were my clients for a while. So it was like, how do I get in front of like, how do I go to one event and get in front of 30 entrepreneurs? Well, the best way to do that is to like help local co-working spots, put on events and stuff like that. So from those events, you meet seasoned entrepreneurs and even corporate people who kind of dabble in the entrepreneurial world who are like, they're older, they're more successful and they're, they're clearly doing very well. Right. And so you're like, you want to kind of associate with them, right? Because they've yeah. had success. Um, like I met one guy who's had like four different businesses. He came over from Europe and like I looked him up. He, he had like multiple exits. He was like a multimillionaire and he kept pursuing me. He wanted me to do sales for him. Wow. And I, that was like, there were three or four different guys like that who, who were like, I want you to be my sales guy, but they wouldn't pay me a base yeah. salary. And I really wanted a base salary. Mm. But, but what I realized is that I cared way too much about what those guys thought of me. Like, wow. And so I started identifying and I, you kind of know, I was really tuned in with the Holy Spirit during the season too. So like I would meet with a guy and even though everything out of his mouth was perfection, uh-huh. there was a sense in my soul that's like, don't work for this guy. Like wow. he, his intentions are not pure. Or like I would bring up my family and he'd change the subject and he'd like talk about women and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm a family guy. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't be like working late with you, bro. If you're going to like joke about hookers, like, come on, man, come on. Like yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a family sure. dude. I got a little kid at home. Come uh-huh. on. Um, That's true. <laughs> like it wasn't that obvious, you know, but, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I started realizing that and I, I dude, I turned down multiple opportunities that could have been very fruitful for me because something in my soul was like, no, like don't work for this wow. guy. And so I really built this. So it's like, you look back and you're like, oh, I failed like an entrepreneurship, but like, not really. I built that capability of like judging a person's Mm. character by listening to my soul while I talk to them. I did not have that before entrepreneurship. So, but I was like, I got a lot of reps doing that because I was a free agent. And so it was like a training ground for me. But yeah, I mean, I, part of that experience was just being like, you know, why do I crave this guy's like affirmation so hard, you know, why does wow. it, why does it matter so much to me? What he thinks he's just come some guy, you know? Wow. 
Dude, that's so good, man. I think that's such a pitfall for young entrepreneurs, right? Like you're, you're an individual, you're yourself. A lot of entrepreneurs are very bold about who they are and yeah. their individuality and like what they bring to the table. But then there's always, you get to that certain level where somebody you actually look up to, or you actually kind of admire sitting there and they start telling you like, you, you need to change this or you need to do that. Yeah. You really need to start doing this or come do this. And it's like, sometimes if you're not super connected with the Holy Spirit. You can easily just listen to them to want to impress them so or you know like want want to like show them that you're like adaptable or, or yeah, whatever yeah, you know yeah, yeah and you lose the thing that makes you you oh, and so, so like good, I, dude, dude. I, I love I love that and I love that you like I remember specifically you like having these experiences I think one time we went to hit golf balls at the range and someone had offered you uh, like one of these guys had offered you and you're like yeah you know something just doesn't feel right about them something like just, I you know, I can't that. put my finger on it. And you were like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm going to tell him I'm not going to do it. And I was like, wow, man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> you know, I was constantly making, I was like broke. And at that point really needed to make something happen. And I have all these offers coming in and they're from like, uh -huh. but something in my soul is like, no, 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 no. And wow. I'm like, okay, God, like really need to pay rent. Like really, yeah. really need you to come through right now. But I think I was being tested. I think I was being tested. Mm. Like, who are you going to trust? That's good. Dude, at the end of the wow. day, I don't want a bank account that's full, but not have any, like, not have any peaceful sleep. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Dude, that's so good, man. We're going to call it there because yeah. that's the perfect way to finish this episode. Great, like, info for young entrepreneurs to hear because you're so right, man. It's all the money in the world isn't worth losing your peace over. And a lot of people do make that decision early on because you think it's your lifeline out of it. And it's yeah. really just your lifeline to hell. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Wow. You know pretty direct, so. but yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> right on dude. Well, Hey, thank you so much for coming on for episode six. And I know we'll be getting you back on for episode seven shortly. All right. All right, man. Cool. Thanks for the time. Yep. Absolutely. And just to remind everyone, this little author mini series is about Chad's new book, Dying in the Wilderness, Finding Purpose Through Failure. You can get it on Amazon and the hardback, softback, ebook, and the audiobook will be coming soon as well. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Y'all have a blessed night. Thanks for listening to the Saddled Stallion podcast. That's it, guys. Be strong, be humble, walk in purposeful manhood. <laughs>